0: Jesus' name. We're so glad, Basalana, to be together here today. This last night, I think last night was just incredible, wasn't it? Filled to overflowing with the presence of the Lord. I didn't didn't get to preach, so I'm I'm preaching on in Arias. (laughs) Tonight, and then at the end of the service, as I announced yesterday, we're going to take time To pray for people. Tell two people, three people, God's gonna change your life today. Just tell them for me. (laughs) So we welcome you to our Winter Bible Seminar. Tell your neighbor, welcome to the Winter Bible Seminar. (laughs) I'm so glad that you were seated by nine o'clock. I'm so glad that you've come with a teachable spirit by seven o'clock. And you've brought your Bibles and your notepads. Can we see that? All right. I ask you to go and examine what you are teaching. And I hope you've, you've been reading 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14. And I want to ask you to be responsive because you are very, very, very responsive here. Amen. We said that the reason and the purpose for the gifts is for us to do the work of the Lord in a new and powerful way. All right. We must be able to do God's work in a powerful way. Last night, after the service, I was sharing with the pastors at the back there uh, how that I've been in some services, not too many, where in that service alone brought about so much change in my life. You see, when you're in a service like the ones we are having, and like the one last night, uh, you live with an impartation. Yeah. All of us, no matter how young or how old we are, we're left with something. Yeah. You know, my sister told me today when we were talking, she said, you know, it's almost like I ate something. And that's the feeling I've always had. When I've been in Garo yeah. Maybe that's why right sits. But you live with an impartation, and that's what we need, an encounter with God. And I know a week like this, as you know, we don't only preach, we open up to the impartation of the Holy Spirit. And I know in 1986, 85 rather, when I was in a service like last night, well, it was a little different in that the minister had a... A peculiar anointing on him. When he prayed for me and many of us, I was never the same person. Our church changed. I changed. When I stood to preach, I knew there was something weightier and heavier about me. When I would make an altar call, there was a better response. When I preached, it's like the words come out with a punch as I said to do the admin of the church, I I had more wisdom and knowledge. These are divine things. And I've really been moved in my heart this week from the feedback we have been receiving to note that these kinds of encounters are not known by the current generation. We've seen a lot of Stuff done that is very fake. A lot of made-up stuff that is really not real. And so people get to a point where they play around with the presence of God. But you see, when you experience the true presence of God, you realize it also brings a sense of awe, respect, honor, When God's moving, there's no confusion. There's no hanging from the chandelier, walking on the ceiling. There's no tree tree, oh. (laughs) (laughs) And what has been so amazing to me is to see how even the children have been so receptive. I moved yesterday. Even after the service, after we stopped, when I saw the young people spontaneously on their own starting a song going that way. I tell you. And I want you to know, young people, I was telling them yesterday that the anointing not only affects you at that time and changes you at that time, the anointing incubates. That anointing stays in you and grows and manifest at the right time. Some of you young people, you'll see, I'm telling you, I want you to remember 2018. Yeah. <laughs> not 1970, not 1980, whatever. 2018, you will remember when that anointing comes up. And I know when I was prayed for in 1985, not only was I affected then, but over the years, in the, for the last few years, I think... Twice or thrice, that anointing just came up in me. When I was ministering, I remember I was in Namibia, and we had what an incredible service. Wow. I mean, the anointing was so thick and so strong. Service had so much impact. And I've seen it again. There's two other times when that has happened, when that anointing comes up. So you see, Vazalana, unfortunately, Because these things are being played around with. We don't see their value. Something about the presence of God that cannot be compared with anything else. And that's what Paul was saying in 1 Corinthians 14 when he was teaching the church in Corinth that they must must conduct things decently and in order. And that when the Spirit of God is orchestrating the service, And when he's the conductor of the service and people respond to the Holy Spirit, when someone comes into a service like that, their remark will be of a truth, God is among you. And that's what we long for. And God is giving us a foretaste of what is coming. And you pastors be ready for that in your churches. You're going to see it happen. It is in those services, Bazalan. I remember Pastor, Pastor Don Phillips. As a church, they had they, they, been praying for, for months and years, I think it was. And, and one day in the service, you know, because, you know, w- w- when the Holy Spirit falls, He falls suddenly. You know, when the, when, the, when, the, when the disciples were in the upper room, they were just praying. They didn't know when the Spirit would fall. He in two days, and 40 days later, it says, and suddenly. So he says, all of a sudden, and you know, if I may say, Bazalana, when God's going to work in a spectacular way, usually there is nothing that warns you. You know, that could, you, 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 it, it, it can be just an ordinary day where you are feeling ordinary, even backslidden. And suddenly from nowhere, the rain begins to fall. Yeah. And he says, as that happened, people on their own ran to the front. People started confessing their wrongs, their sins, bringing out things that nobody else are in private. And I tell you, and people were just in the presence of God on their own. And I saw that a couple of times this week. And I've seen it in our prayer meetings in the past. I can see we are inching closer and closer to the fullness of that. Because the hearts of the people are ready. I long for that day. Every day, I long for that day. I long for that day. We, we, we've moved into it. There's still more. And as long as we cooperate with God, and, and I feel we have the responsibility as leaders to teach people about that. There's a lot we have seen on television that has turned us off. A lot of foolishness and carnality. A lot of fake stuff in the name of the Spirit. In the name of the move of God. That it has brought shame to something genuine that God does. And it has caused those of us who are level-headed to want to stay away from that foolishness and that craziness. We don't want to be associated with certain things. But in doing so, we have walked away from the real. What else do we give people in the place of the move of God? What else do we have as leaders? What can we give you, Baselon? Peter says, silver and gold, I don't have. But what I have, oh Jesus, I give unto you. What we have is the presence of God. What we have is the anointing of God. What we have is the word of God. What we have is the name of Jesus. That's what we can give people. Yeah. God is molding the church and shaping the church. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You'll see it happen. More and more and more. So we are teaching this so that we can also experience the power of God. God gives us these gifts to intervene supernaturally in our lives. One of the pastors, boy. He's not here tonight. I think he's, he's I think he's at the studio. He wasn't well, too, whatever. Say, so right here, whatever. <laughs> and you remember, I said, somebody this side, and, and as a preacher, the word will come through to you and heal you. By the end of the service, he was totally fine. Yeah. And then one of the pastors, I won't go into details, one of the pastors with that thing about the, the operation, that was all right first year, second year it came, third year it came worse, and whatever, and the wife wasn't sleeping, was here. Yeah, that's not So, yeah. But you see, that's what God wants to do. Because God is desperately in love with you. God is aware that there are times when you, you need him to give you a prophecy. You need him to give you a word of knowledge. A word of wisdom. God knows that there are times you need gifts of healings. The working of miracles. He knows you need tongues and interpretation. And then the simple gift of prophecy. He knows that. And that's what we, we need to open up for it to be restored in our churches. So that we don't t- turn our churches like it's a lecture hall. Where we just dish out facts. Dry and empty of the power of God. We are in church. On the other hand, we're not going to be Sucked into emotionalism And sensationalism We're not going to treat you or everything And if in the service there's no special manifestation It's okay, we still teach Because that's what we do in church We teach the word Oh yeah But we still trust God and, And that healings can happen And that supernatural encounters can happen And the word of the Lord can give you guidance concerning your life. I see it happening in Jesus' name. I said, I see it happening in Jesus' name. I said, I see it happening in Jesus' name. I said, I see it happening in Jesus' name. name. That the word of the Lord will rise strong in the church. Hallelujah. The purpose of the gifts, number three, is that as humans, we have an innate desire to encounter the supernatural. Number four, to publish the works of God. All right? And we said the gifts are not for self-importance or self-promotion. Secondly, we said the gifts are not to be merchandised. I'm just doing a review. We are not to sell them and package them. That's why, Now, I haven't sold anything this week. And I won't. I won't sell my saliva I will not sell my sweat. I will not sell anything. I won't sell my jacket. I'm not going to sell anything. Jesus says, freely you have received. Freely give. Of course we receive an offering as part and parcel of what we do in the service. We always come with an offering to the house of God. But we're not going to sell anything. You don't need to pay anything. To receive a prophecy. You don't need to pay anything to be healed. Amen. Some of you. Amen. And here you are. You are still as sick as sick could be. But God's going to be merciful to you and heal your body today. Amen. Number four. Gifts are not to be operated at will. We are not box office people where you get healing on demand, prophecy on demand. We can't turn off on and off. And I was sharing with the leaders, sometimes it's people who give us problems. Where people expect us to always be dialed in 24-7-365 and a You meet people at the mall and say, you have a word for me? Of course I have a word for you. Go to your car. How? I'm trying to do grocery here. I have no word for you. I have no word for you. How? To expect the man of God to always be having a hotline to heaven. Is really out of tune. And as ministers, we shouldn't try to give people that impression either. Now, I know we're anointed. I know the anointing rests on our lives. I know people have gotten healed. Sometimes I met them at the mall or at the supermarket. They shook my hand. They got healed. But they only told me afterwards. I didn't know. Now I was just shaking their hands, to be honest. I wasn't even praying. I was just greeting them. Now we know we have that anointing, and I am not trying to downplay that. But we don't want people to treat us like we are demigods. Are you there? Are you there, Wassalam? Now, at the same time, we don't say people shouldn't honor the office we are in. I'm not saying Korutayanoboru Dumela Musa. Taohao la moti But you see, you've got to receive the office. Yes. Jesus says, if you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you'll receive a prophet's reward. Yes. It's, it's like we don't know how to be balanced as people. We go to the one extreme or the other. You see? Yes, we shouldn't hero worship people. At the same time, we should learn to honor the office. You see? Number four, God is sovereign in imparting gifts to people, He is the one who decides which gift He gives to who no we can we can't lobby him you can't fast it into your life you can't confess it you can't pray it in and it's not given to you by any prophet yeah my son you know there are so many people who have met them they laid hands on me they made me this and this that's and all right let's see now the fruit yeah some of you, you the ladies, already they called you a prophet, but even today. <laughs> I tell you. So we got into that era and that trap where people now are so title conscious. You know. It's even worse these days kagoba bishop when now sometimes kitle ki putse kore white mara ke iputsa kore mara white so bishops everywhere 20 year old they just started a church 2 weeks ago mara bishop waro mara ipotsa ma twang or an apostle huh We all start very small. I started with 35. Imagine 35 people there. Already I'm a bishop. And yet I'm the only pastor with one branch that has 35 people. Look at your neighbor and say, what a shock. Look at your other neighbor and say, what an aftershock. You see, these things, they they turn us off the real. We end up not wanting things that are there. Why? Why? When we want to go ahead of God, God is sovereign. We must celebrate what God does and be grateful. Whoever God calls and however God graces them and endows them, glory be to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When Stephen went to Samaria, he was a deacon. But also you must realize, he had served first. For those of you, you want to be moved into another office. Look at the neighbor and say, Ikai Amenia If I did anyone that God's gonna use starts them at grade zero. Not even, not even at your own thing. He starts you at somebody else's thing. And church, how faithful with are you are with somebody else's thing. Number five: gifts are not to be owned. Then we says the doorway to operating in the gifts has been filled with the spirit. Speaking in tongues is the practice entry level. Why? Because yielding to the spirit in one area leads you to knowing how to yield to the Holy Spirit in another area. And that's why, you see, we've, we've you know, have allowed for us to take time to pray so that you must learn how to cooperate with the Spirit. You must, you must learn how to sense the anointing when the anointing is there. You see? That's why we've, we've sung in the Spirit so that you know how to sing in the Spirit. See, you can see how the power of God works. It's going to be demonstrated I always tell this story, Bazalan, and please forgive me if it rubs you off the wrong way. But just at the turn of, or just at the coming in of our democracy, you know, they started showing a lot of documentaries. And some of them I thought they maybe could have been a little bit more wiser not to go that far because I felt some of those things were really not meant for the public eye because of the, their privacy or sacredness, whatever term you want to use but they showed an actual documentary of somebody being initiated. You know? And what struck me was the process they take them through. That was very interesting to watch. You know? And when I was watching, I heard the Lord say, look at this. They are training them step by step how to yield to spirits. They are training them step by step. And God said, Do you ever do this in church? I never will forget that day. And for me, I felt, so the church is a place where we must train people how to yield to God. That's why you'll see when we pray, I get up here and I pray. Not only am I praying, I'm also praying to demonstrate to others how to pray. You learn how to pray. You learn from others. That's why I sing with a group sometimes because sometimes musicians don't know how to follow the flow of the spirit. Pastors, I want you to know you are the music leader in your church. I didn't. No, eh, hey, I didn't say you know how to sing. <laughs> Before you get carried away. Hootla. <laughs> Spirit, you will more or less know the flow of the service. That's what I'm talking about. And I don't know, is it in me only? But maybe because I used to lead worship, there'll be times when you know we can follow whatever is written and we should, as we always do. But there'll be a time when there are certain songs that God brings to your spirit to go into. And you must teach your music group not not to be stiff. Hey! At least our musicians don't do that. They are good people. Give them a hand. They are good people. In the past, but now they are okay. Give them a good hand because they have repented, all of them. Yeah. But you see, we need to bring people leaders into the... Pre- we must teach people because there are things that this generation will lose. There are people who have never seen a miracle. They have never seen They've never seen a cripple standing up. They've never seen blind eyes opening. They've never seen it. They've never been in a service that is filled with the presence of God. They don't know what it's like. All they see is petrol and grass and snakes. That's all they see. They think that is what it is. So it's critical for us at this time to expose people in an orderly way, in a decent way. That after you've been to that service, we didn't do it. there was nobody who was brought out here in a compromised way. We didn't pray for women and put our hands on their breasts. We didn't do that. We didn't do any of that. We didn't underwear we didn't do any of that. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. We didn't do any of that. And that's all that people know. That's all that people see. And it it puts a dent on what God wants to do. It turns people off that when they are in the presence of God and they see the spirit move I mean, I mean, and people become scared, and people become afraid. But I believe God is restoring the truth. Can I hear a shout-out? God is restoring order of leaders who lead, who don't love money, who don't love women. Leaders who will lead, who are not corrupt, who do the work of God with a good heart church services where we don't do funny things. And these are the things we hear talked about on radio stations every day. And unfortunately, some of these people think all of us, we do that type of thing. I pray that some of them can be in services where they can experience the real move of God. Yeah. Because the move of God... Advertises The grace of God Can I hear an amen in the house Can I hear an amen in the house So yielding to the Holy Spirit in one area Leads you to know how to yield to the Spirit in another Area If you can learn to cooperate with the Spirit If you can learn to hear The voice of the Spirit If you can learn to know how he speaks And to know for sure Your life will be a million times I'm telling you I'm telling you, imagine what God can do in your business. Imagine what God can do in your career. Imagine how far God can take you in schooling. Imagine the many things God is going to save you from. Imagine the losses God is going to save you. Imagine the wrong companies that God is going to prevent you from meeting. But most of all, imagine a life where you walk in the presence of God. And the hand of God is on your life. See, see, some people don't even know. When the hand of God is on you, when the presence of God is on you, it's a different sense. It's a, it's a different life. But you only know when the presence has left that it used to be on you. Samson. Because when the presence of God is on you, there's things that you do them. They work easy and you don't even realize. Hore, it's not because of you. It's, it's because of the presence of the Lord upon your life. Samson and to saw. He used to be able to interpret things just like this. Are just like this. But you got careless. Careless. And the anointing left. And when the anointing left, he tried to do what was easy to do. And then he couldn't do it. See, there are certain things that you think are easy to do because they happen so easily. Until the day comes when you try and it doesn't work. You pray, it doesn't work. You fast, it doesn't work. You call people, it doesn't work. Then you realize how. This thing is nearly easy. That's why I was telling leaders, I don't take the fact that people have come here for granted. That people are watching and streaming, I don't take it for granted. No. No. I know when this has been tried and it never worked. It's got to be. It's God who's doing it. It cannot be man. Yeah. So you need to learn to recognize so that you honor and revere the presence of God. You respect the presence of God. You don't play with it. Yeah. It's not for me. I only saw now. Because that's what he's done these days. Once people come by the soul, I said in chance because you see, because our soul. People, you know, when people are susceptible to the Holy Spirit, they are open to do anything. Amen. So you can corrupt the presence of God. Corrupt it by veering off into something that's not of God, but use God to get into something that's not of God. Oh, yeah. But this generation, God is teaching us. Can I hear an amen? amen. Can I hear an amen? amen. Can I hear an amen? amen? Paul says in 1 Corinthians 12, 7 to 10, by the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. That's why it's given. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healings. Both gifts and healings should be plural. I made a mistake last time. I said gifts of healings. Gifts of healings, plural. Both are plural. By the same Spirit. Verse 10. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, descending of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. Quickly tonight, I want to really go through this. We said that there are nine gifts of the Spirit. Three say something. Three know something or discern something. Three do something. The ones that say something is what? Prophecy, diverse kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues. What do we call them? Inspiration gifts. Look at the screen. Uh, Look at the screen. You will be helped. (laughs) How are you? Ah, that's right. Three that reveal something, revelation gifts is what? The word of knowledge, yeah? Yeah? Three are power gifts. They do something. What are they? Yeah? Yeah? Now, the revelation gifts is what we want to focus on. We've already talked about the word of knowledge. But the revelation gift is the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge and descending of spirits. Today, I want us to talk about the word of wisdom. Let's define the word of wisdom. This gift is an unearned and supernatural impartation of a fragment of God's total wisdom. It is an unearned and supernatural impartation of a fragment of God's total wisdom. That is why it's not called the gift of wisdom but the gift of the, a word of wisdom. But, you know, wisdom is involved. It's a word of, and I explained on Monday that a word is part of a sentence. All right? Sentences are made up of words. So when, you, when, when God gives you a word, it means he didn't give you the whole sentence. He gave you part of the sentence. So a word of wisdom God didn't give you his entire wisdom. He gave you a part of his wisdom. But at that time, you're operating in what the wisdom that God has given you. Can I hear an amen, Bazalat? Can I hear an amen? amen? So this gift, the purpose of it, number one, is to meet a particular need. All right. To meet a particular need. Number two, to answer a particular challenge when it's given. And I'm going to go take you through illustrations. I, 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 I can't wait for the last one, the illustration of the last one, because it's going to make sense now to all of you. Number three, this gift is given to utilize a particular piece of knowledge. Now, okay, let me give you time to write that. To meet a particular need, to answer a particular challenge, or to utilize a particular piece of knowledge. All right. Here we go. Now, all right, you can come back to my presentation. Yeah, there we go. Now, I want us, first of all, before we go far, let's examine what wisdom is, okay? It's a word of wisdom. A word of? Wisdom. A word of? Wisdom. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's a word of wisdom. Yes. Look at your other neighbor and say, even if were a neighbor, it's a word of wisdom. Yes. All right. What is it? It's a what? A word of wisdom. Now, that word wisdom has two words in the New Testament. But all in all, if you were to give a very brief definition of wisdom, it's, it's not broad enough, though it's brief. Wisdom is the correct use of knowledge. That, that, that's, that's what wisdom is. Knowledge used in a correct way. Because, you know, Very often when when, when we can't resolve things, we are surrounded by answers. Mara, We don't know how to take all those answers and solve the problem. Are you realizing that all the inventions that were made, all inventions that were made, there was nothing that was invented with material that was outside what was on the planet already. So when people lived in darkness, electricity was potentially there. Are you understanding that? Electricity was potentially there. It was a matter we, of we, we take what's there and make electricity with it. But it was there. So when the word of wisdom operates, this is what God does. You, you know that God gives you a supernatural ability to be able to make things work and take knowledge, make it work, apply it. There's two words for wisdom in the Bible. Is the word Sophia? How many of you are sitting next to Sophia? <laughs> it's Sophia and Phronimos. Phronimos, there it is on the screen. Sophia and Phronesis or Phronimos. All right, those are the two words now. Watch this: Sophia means this is very interesting the insight into the true nature of things. Sophia is even if you have insight into what that thing is really. Someone comes to you and say, I'm late, did they exceed in this? The taxi, I cannot tell taxi. So he's late. So, that's not to give you the impression that kini takes seven late. But Sophia kicks in and says, No, he's late. You didn't get the taxi, had you woken up on time, Sophia, you would have arrived on time. Are you understanding that, Bazaran? Somebody comes and sells you something and they show you all the benefits. Right? But they don't tell you other things. Or even if they tell you, buy shop of our feet. Sophia Arnaud. Moods. For instance, you know, sometimes they sell us these products where you'll get so much. Look at that, whatever, whatever. What they don't tell you, kitty charges the service charges. They don't tell you. So even if Barofa say 10%, the service charges 7 in it's almost like you're getting 2%. But Sophia says no, ask the other question. Ananias and Sapphira bring the offering. It's a good thing, but it's an offering. By the Spirit of God, Peter says, if a let's let's Because, you see, you have insight into the true nature of things. We live in a world that's filled with deception. We live in a world that's full of selfish and designing people who will exploit you for their good. There are people who don't mind to go ahead in life at your expense. Yeah. They can string you on fully knowing. That whatever they are telling you, you are not going to get. And they have no conscience about it. They don't care. When you discover... Sor, have you ever met people like that? No I don't you, you, you know There are people who are heartless. I like, no don't know what And I don't know. I don't know. I to I don't know. I sign right? Somebody say, Sophia. But then we have phronesis or phronimos. Phronesis means the ability to discern modes of action with a view to their results or understanding or intelligence. In other words, phronesis gives you the ability to understand that if I do this, it will result to that. So you, you know, you know, because, you know, what, what, what many of us don't tell us is is that... Is that you know, our life is a series of decisions. Think about it now, uh, all things been equal. But, but, but that you are here today, OK, let's exclude other things that were imposed on us. But all things been equal. You are here today because you decided to be here today. It, it didn't just happen. You were not brought here like Gabriel. <laughs> right? You know, when I was in Limpopo now, I really hit very hard when I was preaching, talking to the young people there. I didn't spare them. I didn't spare them because butalelo mkuba wadi part. Yeah, you know, many of these young people they they are doing very well by Limpopo. They study, they do well. They get great jobs, buy nice cars. Vrpas. <laughs> I mean they buy lots of beautiful cars but, but then weekends they go home And they buy alcohol Yeah Or they go to the taverns You should see what's going on there Yeah But you see what's around, Not just from experience But Phronesis says these, these kids at 20 By the time they're 40 They're oh. 40 <laughs> I'm telling you. By the time 40, fit a 40, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm telling you. But you see, when you talk to them, you can see they, they don't say what you're saying. They, they don't see. They don't see what those decisions do. You you drive with them. If you are driving down that to Timpopo or driving back, you see the way they drive. Hey, these guys, when we were coming back this past week, hey, on Friday evening, remember? And I get it, get get German cars. Toyota, I think was <laughs> am going to Hyundai, what's up, I think I'm go. The Hyundai, what's up, I I'm A fact, he wasn't in the service now he's coming he's this anointing of his bless you forgive you <laughs> we saw one guy on a bishop not just a solid line a triple solid line you know this one that has yellow on this side yellow on this side and white in between on an incline like this and yeah that's in. Overtaking! Overtaking! (laughs) You know the foolishness of it all, but all it takes, all it takes is just And then at his funeral, somebody's going to say, Mudimur Mudimur Eai. Leave God out of it. This guy didn't have Phronesis. They don't know the result of their action. Yeah. There's many things in life, Bazalan. Many things. Sometimes there are associations you must discontinue. There are friendships that you must cut. There are places you must stop going to. There are certain books you mustn't read. There are certain songs you mustn't listen to. Come on now, can I hear an amen? It's okay. I said, it's okay. Somebody shout phronesses! <laughs> Hallelujah. But also, phronesis also is the ability, watch this, to cope with the situations of life. Phronesses. Because life has got twists and turns. The ability to handle relations, lead people and deal with spiritual and moral issues. That's for nessus So, here we go. When the gift of the word of wisdom, therefore, is in operation, it involves that application of that knowledge. Why? Because it's a supernatural impartation of a part of God's wisdom. God knows how to solve problems. God knows how to take knowledge and make it work. After all, he created this world out of Nothing. With his words. So the word of wisdom, therefore, is a divine illumination, a revelation of part of God's wisdom to solve a problem and correct a situation. Now many of you know the story, and if I could have the verse up on the screen, not the presentation, if you don't mind, if La at the back. First Kings chapter three. I want us to read it together. In the New Living Translation, please, if you have it. I want us to read it together. I want to show you something here. No, 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 not the presentation. If I could have the verse come on, Anjie. All right, First Kings chapter 3, if you are able to move from one verse to another. There. All right. Let's have it up on the screen. Alokoni. Alokoni, screening. Tsepang. from Genesis. Okay. First Kings chapter 3 from verse 15. Uh, all right. Let me read it. Then Solomon woke up and realized it had been a dream. He returned to Jerusalem, stood before the Ark of the Lord's Covenant, where sacrificed, burnt offerings, and peace offering, then invited all the officials to a great banquet. Am I reading the right thing? Sometime later, sorry for the word there, for those of you who get offended, it's written like that in the Bible. So, <laughs> uh, you know, you have to be careful these days because, you know, people are, want to take you to court. Please, keep I'm reading. I'm reading what's written. So, please. All right. No, I'm, I'm serious, Mazelan. I'm serious. I'm, I'm serious. It, that's the way it's written. All right? Yeah. Now, remember, Solomon, I didn't read the part where he had had an encounter with God and asked God to give him wisdom. All right? He asked, God asked him, what can I give you? He said, give me wisdom. In fact, if you go to 1 Kings chapter 3, the earlier verses, there's a prayer that he prayed. You know? And he said, God, you know, you've made me a leader in the place of my father before this great and mighty people of yours. Grant unto me, therefore, wisdom. And I like to read that on my life. And I want to add wisdom, understanding, and insight that I may be able to lead, to show them how to come in and out. And I love the way he said He says, you've put me in front of this great and mighty people. He's so conscious of his leadership responsibility and how that even if the people potentially are great people, his bad leadership can compromise who they are. That's the consciousness of a leader, that any time you stand before people, you are standing before people who are so full of potential. Mara, If you don't have phronesis, you you can almost inhibit people by the decisions you make, the things that you do, the way you lead, you know. And he was conscious of that. So let's go back to that verse, Eli. Eli. Let's have it up. Sometime later, two prostitutes came to the king to have an argument settled. So here they come, two of them. They come to Solomon. All right. Please, my lord, one of them began. This woman and I live in the same house. I gave birth to a baby while she was with me in the house. Three days later, this woman also had a baby. We were alone. There were only two of us in the house. But her baby died during the night when she rolled over on it. Then she got up in the night, took my son from beside me while I was asleep. She laid her dead child in my arms and took mine to sleep beside her. And in the morning, when I tried to nurse my son, breastfeed her, him, him, he was dead. But when I looked more closely in the morning light, I saw that no nah, man. <laughs> no, it's not in the first skin, nanay. As, <laughs> asimandle goes <laughs> o. Then the other woman interrupted. So this one is talking. And the other woman interrupted and says, it certainly was your son. And the living child is mine. No, the first woman said, the living child is mine. Now they're arguing. Now there you are, you are the king. You are supposed to solve. You were not there at the house, you don't know who's telling the truth. Are you there? Hmm? You don't know who's telling the truth. Balwan. So they argued back and forth before the king. Look for Nemos Furnaces kicking in. Then the king said, let's get the facts straight. Both of you claim the living child is yours and each says that the dead one belongs to the other? All right. Bring me a sword. A sword was brought to the king. Then he said, well, cut this living child in two. Give half to one woman and half to the other. Then the woman who was the real mother of the, living, of the living child, who loved him very much, cried and said, "Oh no, my Lord! Give her the child. Please don't kill the child." But the other woman says, "Yeah, you are right, Musimus. I one. I one once. This child will neither be yours nor mine. We have a divider between us." And the king said, don't kill the child, but give him to the woman who wants him to live, for she is the mother. I see you operating in that wisdom in the name of Jesus. I said, I see you operating in that way in the name of Jesus. I said, I see you operating in that wisdom in Jesus' name. God just gives you that ability. To resolve things that no one else can resolve. And after we resolve, we look. go the Why? Because your resolution is on the side of the truth. Because God gave you phronesis. Can I hear an amen? amen. Can I hear an amen? amen. Can I hear an amen? amen? See, a word of wisdom is only a fragment of the wisdom of God given for a specific purpose. It also tells you something that's going to happen. Certain facts about the future of man. That's the second thing. So the word word of God's wisdom makes you wise to the future. And you know what's going to take place rather than worry about it. Or rather than using your own strength to make it come to pass. God helps you. Then things happen exactly as the Lord shows you. Go to Genesis chapter 6, verse 14. Let's read the New Living Translation again. Genesis chapter 6, verse 14. All right. Have it on the screen, please. That's good. Genesis 6, 14. New Living Translation. Now, this is the story of Noah. Okay? Noah. God comes to Noah and talks to him. Now, I'm reading in the middle of the verse, but at this time where Noah is, there's no sign that there's going to be rain anywhere. It's a dry place, but he's living in a time when people are sinning, they're doing so much wrong, and God is so tired of them. And so God comes to Noah and gives him a word of wisdom. He tells him what's coming in the future. Now, here we go. You know, sometimes, and I was saying, sometimes we confuse The word of wisdom and the word of knowledge with prophecy. It's not a prophecy. He just gave him and showed him what's coming. And not only showed him what's coming, he showed him what he must do to avoid calamity. So when the word of wisdom is at work, not only are you given insight about what's coming, you are also given a way to know how to resolve the matter or at least avoid what's coming. So God says to Noah, build a large boat. But from Cypress Wood. So, so God gives you specifics what you must do. He tells you what to do. Of Cypress Wood and waterproof it with what? With what? With what? With tar. Waterproof it where? Inside there. That's how it works. That's how clear it is. God gives you specific. You know, how I wish I could tell you, Azalan. You know, when I became pastor of the church, uh, after Pastor Andre prayed for me uh, in, in, in September of 1983, I never will forget that week as I went to the office, as I sat to try and plan about the administration of the church, I was shocked at what I, I came up with. I couldn't believe. How I knew how I must organize the church, do this, do that, do that. And I hadn't done a course of administration I hadn't done it goes go long. At that time, I didn't have access to the books that I have today. And then I knew Lord. Sunday services I saw music group, I Ashayana, everything, you know. And then I started teaching. Most of the uh, uh, training material that you have, okay, it's been adapted and changed over the years. But I produced a lot of that material. How to train Ashas, training counselors, training people to pray. I would write and I. You know, and I know. Oh, oh, oh. Serious. <laughs> Serious. That's why I understood that, you know, you see, you see, when, when the Holy Spirit is at work, I tell you. Now, I didn't say don't go to school now, in case that's what you're hearing. It's even better when you have been to school, because He adds other dimensions as well. Are you understanding what I'm saying? (laughs) See, person, running a church not only depends on (laughs) natural knowledge. There's more to church than that. (laughs) There's more to to God working than than, than great preparation and, 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 and correct theology and good Greek and Hebrew. There's more to it than that. I'm telling you. And that's why people get so frustrated because they have it all worked out. But it doesn't produce what they thought it would produce. It's the God factor. That makes all the difference. I see the God factor in your life in Jesus' name. So God says, then construct decks and stalls throughout its interior. Hey, my goodness. Keep going. Make the boat 450 feet long. 75 feet wide, 45 feet high. Even when it rains, even when it comes to a certain depth, if it's certain dimensions, leave 18 inch opening below the roof all the way around the boat, put the door on the side, build three decks inside the boat, lower, middle and upper. Hey! Look, I'm about to cover the earth with a flood. That will destroy every living thing that breathes. Everything on earth will die. But I will confirm my covenant with you. So enter the boat, you and your wife, and your sons and their wives. And you know he brought in the creatures. Everything. The flood came. But before the flood came, imagine here you are building an ark. After We're gonna have drought for the next three years. Where now you are busy building an ark. Can you imagine how foolish you feel? Huh? Can you imagine when the newspapers come to interview you and wagonsako breaking news, breaking news. There's a man who says it's gonna rain, and you know when they do that, they already have experts who are there in the studio. We just want to ask expert, you've been this has been expert studied such and such. According to you. What is your comment? And the expert says, you know, according to my studies, there's not going to be rain for the next five years. We do have crazy people like this who do this type of things. And they analyze you and analyze you and analyze you. And I've had people analyze the things we did. Analyze it. and, and, And it's there. They talk about it. It won't work. It's not going to work. And analyze it. Yeah. Noah finally goes into the ark. God closes the door. He didn't even let him close the door. God himself closes the door. Yeah. Then it starts raining. And I can see the analysts coming to the boat. Noah! <laughs> <laughs> Somebody say Phraonesses. Hallelujah. Amen. I said Hallelujah. The gift of the word of wisdom, therefore, can be given in many ways. It can come in dreams. It can come in visions. It can come as an inward voice. Sometimes it can come as a spiritual impression in your heart. You are just impressed with something. eating. You don't even know why. Also, God gives it to you. Talk to you about future events. Showing people how to avoid calamity. Wow! In Daniel chapter two, let's go there, please. Nebuchadnezzar has a dream. <laughs> this guy, you must read this. This guy is something else. I've never heard anybody like this. What can I read in the second year of his reign, Nebuchadnezzar had many dreams. His mind was disturbed, and he suffered from insomnia. The king issued an order to summon the magicians, the astrologers, the sorcerers, and wise men in order to explain his dreams to him. So they came and they waited for the king's instruction. Utaurin, what's that? this king? The king told them, I've had a dream and I'm anxious to understand the dream. Maruturin, there's a twist. The wise men replied to the king, what follows is in Aramaic. O oh, king, live forever. Tell your servants the dream and he will disclose his interpretation. Listen to this king. The king replies to the wise man, my decision is firm. If you don't inform me of both the dream <laughs> and the interpretation, you will be dismembered. Hey! And your home is reduced to rubble. But if you can disclose the dream and its interpretation, you will receive from me gifts, a reward, considerable honor. So, disclose to me the dream and the interpretation with an exclamation mark. Aye. They again replied, let the king inform us of the dream. Then we will disclose the interpretation. The king replies, I know for sure that you are attempting to gain time. Because you see that my decision is fair. <laughs> if you don't inform me of the dream, there's only one thing that's going to happen to you. For you have agreed among yourselves to report to me something false and deceitful until such time as things might change. So tell me the dream and I will have confidence that you can disclose its interpretation. It's really bad. If you are playing church, you won last year. More than you can last. Because this is a time for truth. This is a time to see if really what you are claiming yeah. comes from God. Yeah. Can I hear an amen? Yeah. Can I hear an amen? Yeah. Let's keep going. Verse 11. Verse 11. Oh, 10. Okay. 10, pills. The wise men replied to the king, there is no man on earth. Who's able to disclose the king's secret for the king, regardless of his position and power, has ever requested such a, for any magician, astrologer, wise man? Nobody. What the king is asking is too difficult, and no one exists who can disclose it to the king except for the gods, but they don't live among <laughs> mortals. Because of this, the king got furious, angry gave orders to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. Can you imagine? So a decree went out and the wise men were about to be executed. They also sought Daniel and his friends so that they also can be executed because both Daniel were counted among the wise people, but they were not there when the king was. So you are guilty by association. (laughs) Then Daniel spoke with prudent counsel to Ariok, who was in charge of the king's executioner's who had gone out to execute the wise men. Keep going. I've got to read all of it. He inquired of Ariok, the king's deputy. Why is the decree from the king so urgent? Then Ariok informed Daniel about the matter. So Daniel went in and requested the king to grant him time. Watch this. The king has refused everybody. Ngarawena, you enter. Ask the queen to grant him time that he might disclose the interpretation to the king. And Daniel went to his home and informed his friends, Hananiah, Mikhail, and Azariah of the matter. That's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, by the way. It's good to have friends. He asked them to pray for mercy from the God of heaven. Not from the gods. Oh, from the God of heaven concerning this mystery, so that he and his friends would not be destroyed along with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then in a night vision. That's the revelation. The gift was revealed to Daniel. So he praised the God of heaven. Let's keep down to verse 28 because it's quite. Verse 46. Verse 46. Verse 46, please. So Daniel interpreted the dream to the king. Then it says, and the king bowed down with his face to the ground, paid homage to Daniel. He gave orders to offer sacrifice and incense to him. (laughs) The king replied to Daniel, certainly your God is a God of gods. (laughs) And the Lord of kings and the revealer, revealer, revealer. Revelation gives revealer, revealer, revealer. I see God revealing to you. The revealer of mysteries. For you are able to reveal this mystery. Keep going until verse 49. Then the king elevated Daniel to high position, bestowed on him many marvelous gifts. He granted him authority over the entire province of Babylon, made him to be the main prefect over all the wise men of Babylon. Imagine, Abraham, Daniel is not even a Babylonian. I see God elevating you in a place that's not your homeland. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Verse 49. And at Daniel's request, the king appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Those other three guys. Over the administration. So Lena he brings in his own administration. Yeah, you must always, when God moves you forward, oh, you are your, your church that prayed for you and taught you when God elevates you, don't forget it. Some of you, when God elevates you, you forget the people who are with you in the trenches. And he brought them in the administration of the prophets of Babylon. Daniel himself served in the king's court. Can I hear an amen, Basil? Can I hear an amen, Basil? These ones I won't read. Our Lord Jesus Christ operated in the word of wisdom when he was dealing with the temptation of the devil. How so? In this case, God gave him the supernatural wisdom to know how to apply God's word in everyday situations. So when the word of wisdom is in practice, then God shows you how to take scripture and apply it to your everyday life. Paul was on a voyage to Rome as a prisoner to appear before Caesar. But then he had a word of wisdom that the ship is going to get in trouble. And when it was caught up in a storm, the captain and other people didn't know what to do. But through the word of wisdom, Paul told them what to do. And their lives were spared. I like what he said. He says, gentlemen, listen. At night, an angel of the Lord appeared to me. And he told me that even if we're going to lose the cargo, there'll be no loss of life. Wherefore, says, I believe God that it shall be to me according to what he said. On a close, there's a guy, and I'll mention his name because it's a good story I'm telling. His name is Pascal. He came and lived in South Africa several years ago. He has naturalized. He's Congolese by birth. He's a member of Bishop Charles' church, and I've known him for years. Yes, 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 yes. And you know, it's been very intriguing to me over the years to see how Pascal has really worked himself up economically to become the wealthy man he is now. Very often, when I go to Bishop Charles Church, in the past, he used to be the one to come and pick me up at the airport, and he would always come in a different kind of car, you know. I remember one day he came in a Rolls Royce. Hey! God, I, I, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I, I was praying that the newspapers don't see me. And I became curious to know Marawena. One day, I Rolls Royce. One day, I Lamborghini. One day, I Mercedes. One day, I keep Polo. The range is so large. <laughs> What's the story? Then he tells me, No, no, no. I actually go to auctions and buy cars on auction. But then he said, uh, "Those of you who go to auction, you know." He so said, "I think you, can, you are able to go in and kind of check them before." I can say, Libita, Libita. preview. He goes for preview. And then he says, Bishop, to me, he says, as I walk among those cars, I'm praying inside. And and as I go, I cannot know. Then he told me about a certain BMW. Actually, I rode in it. That BMW wouldn't start. They had taken it in even to the dealers. They couldn't fix it. So it went on auction. But what had happened was, in the fuse box at the bottom, there was something wrong there. He says, I knew in my spirit that whatever is wrong with this BM is not a big thing. So, he knew that at the auction, people wouldn't, it could go for any amount. He bought it for almost nothing. Then he told it to his mechanic, and he said, you know, I have a feeling you must check. Mechanic, it's just a small a fuse in a Fixed it, sold it for, whew. (laughs) And then he says to me, you know, Bishop, then a pastor, he says, I wish, he's told me story after story after story after story. And he said, and now he is, uh, he's investing in property. He's bought, you know Cape Town is expensive, eh? (laughs) He's bought several flats there. He's bought several of them next to the university, the students rent. Hey, this guy. And then he tells me, he said, you see some of these pawn shops where they sell old stuff. He said, there's a lot of money there. Then he said, telling me, I bought this, I bought this. And I'm thinking. Mm. <laughs> now, watch my All of that is all around. It's all around. It's, it's all around. All around. Knowledge, information, everything. All around. But people don't know. So he tells me, he says, then, then the other time, the last time I see him, there's a car he was driving. He, he was telling me, and I don't know what had happened to it. And he says, no, I know how to fix this. You know, in fact, that particular car, he bought it so cheap and took it to the owner to show the owner. He said the owner almost fainted (laughs) because he he didn't know how to solve that. And I thought, this is what the word of wisdom is about. Look, it's not just confined to church. It's not confined to church. (laughs) James says it. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask from God. Who gives liberally to every man and abrideth not? And it shall be given him. When I pray, if there's a prayer I pray, is that prayer of Solomon? I'm telling you. Because I found out. Even if all the numbers are balancing, even if all whatever is there, I tell you, there's that God factor that moves you forward. You leap ahead, far ahead, when other people are struggling with natural knowledge. When uh, you are table charged. Moving. I see God table charging you like never before. <laughs> God can take what's little in your life. And make it work so much. I pray for those of you that God will give you the word of wisdom. Because some of you you are not working. And there's knowledge all around you. There's There's all knowledge around you. All knowledge around you. Just get on your knees. God, will you lead me? God, will you guide me? Oh, give the Lord a hand, even if you don't like it. Give the Lord a big hand, even if you don't like it. Come on, somebody, give the Lord a shout. I said, I see the wisdom of God in your life in Jesus' name. Jesus, at the age of 12, at the age of 12, at the age of 12, he was in the temple and it's a hababu. He 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 was talking at another level. Kanja. wisdom doesn't choose. May it operate in our children, Father. May it operate in our young people, Father. May it operate in middle aged people, Father. Wisdom. When everything is stuck, wisdom moves you forward. Yeah. When everybody is complaining, wisdom gives you solutions. Yeah. But you've got to locate yourself in that environment where wisdom can be imparted. I said we're going to pray for you today and I want to do it right now. Would you join hands with your neighbor? Join hands with somebody. Can you pray in the spirit for them just for a while? We're closing the service now. Pray for them. Thank you, Lord.
1: If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Let him ask from God. Your spirit. In our lives.
0: Your presence. That you bring us to levels. And you do things. Oh, Jesus. All the darkness taken away. All the confusion taken away. Pray for your neighbor.
1: May the presence of the Lord. Fill them to overflow. In Jesus' name.
0: We need you, Lord.
1: We need you. Take it out of your hand. Anem Aïe ne menambroso Brande de Bassata Babara Shaka Paramana Mano Baba de Rebe Debre Setalamando, Brabella Mandom, Brabella Bando, Brabella Brabala Brabella Bando, Genda Bando, Rebecca Lamando, de Bremena Mando, Rissetel ran den den breste le mandurbei brere bene sekaparu yamana baryanderebei rabara baryandung den Shadarabakatara Banabu, you are here. And you said you'd never leave. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. You are here. And you said you'd never leave.